Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Sure. There's yeah. no words there. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. In five, four, three. Welcome to season seven, episode one of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're live on Thursday. This is not Thursday. Monday, June twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. This is franchise episode number one hundred and thirty four all time. Uh, my name is Kurt Price. My Twitter handle is at Kurt Price. Bill Day is with us. His Twitter handle is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff Ponder. His Twitter handle is at jponder94. If you want to send the show a tweet, send it to at LGB Radio, and we will read it on the air. And, uh, you know, there, there, aren't, there aren't many sports podcasts the last seven seasons, I don't think. How often do you see on, like, uh, uh, iTunes where uh, the last episode, oh, you want to listen to something, and it's like, oh, okay, last episode, oh, March 18th, 2013. So, uh, congratulations, guys, on uh, starting the seventh season. Why March 18th, 2013? I don't know. It just popped into my head. Mm. Why not? What's what's the this day in blues history for that day? (laughs) Is is he listening? Just ask him. I'm sure he's like, I'm sure it's all (laughs) memorized. He's already got it ready to tweet out. (laughs) Eidetic memory. March 19th, that was, yeah, that was uh, Blues versus Vancouver. It was a bench-clearing brawl. Uh, our, our goal is to get 8,000 views for this show because that is the benchmark, apparently, for success. <laughs> and s- success online, 8,000 views. We got to put in at least eight hours of work for that. <laughs> right, and be online at least three days. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I was going to say, with Bill here tonight, we, we might get the 8,000 views. I don't know. We'll see. He is the best looking mm. three. <laughs> well, just, you know, if you would have gotten with the program that, well, before the show, we were talking about how, you know, Kurt and I are both wearing um, uh, brewery t-shirts and Jeff didn't get the memo. Um, I'm Kurt's got the mother's brewing. Um, so Ponder was talking about just going shirtless and, you know, <laughs> that would have put us over the 8,000 mark right there. Probably. Maybe we'll, as the show goes on, I'll start losing some clothing. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> we'll definitely keep it under an hour then. Uh, it, uh, and Bill broke up a little bit. He's wearing the Center Ice Brewery t-shirt. Yeah, that, that's uh, it, that's an Illinois thing. Over here in the uh, uh, St. Louis side, the good side of the river, we're wearing the collared shirts tonight. So that's why. <laughs> it's, it's, it's collared shirt Monday. Yep, collared shirt Monday. Um, well, according to one of the IT- the reviews on iTunes, which if you listen to the show, which obviously you do because you would have heard me ask that question, um, if if you listen on iTunes, uh, go ahead and give us a review. Um, there are a handful on there now, and uh, we appreciate it, but uh, uh, reviews help. So uh, please give us a review if you don't mind. Five stars preferably. 
but uh, yeah, according to one review that we 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 don't we don't we kind of BS too much in the beginning of the show, <laughs> which I like. So I've had others tell me that they like us doing the whole talking about our lives a little bit before the show starts. Um, yeah, if you don't like it, fast forward the first five minutes. <laughs> Every other like when I'm. I was just going to say, it's just like when I listen to Puck Soup, I have to fast forward 10 minutes throughout the damn commercials in the beginning. Well, at, le- at least we're not commercials. Right. Exactly. Exactly what my point was going to be. Right. Listen about our lives, not some bullshit, you know, that every podcast talks. We could have commercials. And if you'd like to advertise Let's Go Blues Radio, <laughs> make sure you contact us at feedback no 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 no. every time (laughs) radio at let's go blues.com is that right just tweet us at lgb radio that's the best way i will Uh, get it right one of these days yeah we we would love to have 10 minutes of commercials to go through in the beginning of the show that'd be great (laughs) 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 not for our listeners though so much yeah who cares about those four people no it's i mean there's at least eight watching right now i got the numbers right here eight watching oh boy literally it says eight watching right now and that's and that's early. That that will that will that will. Each of them is our mothers, so there's three there. <laughs> um, uh, and it's it's good to have you guys back. It, mm. You you've been a lonely soul in the uh, the broadcast booth for the over the summer. I have yeah. I have it's been very lonely. I've uh, I, I luckily have a picture. If you're watching right now, um, you can't see the far wall. I have a, a picture of the two of you hanging up. Uh, with microphones in front of your faces, so I just <laughs> pretend like I'm talking to you. I, if whatever works for you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't forget to visit the Let's Go Blues Radio online shop. Shirts, mugs, and stickers are there available. Um, some of the some, and to be honest, some of the ch- cheapest priced shirts you're going to find uh, hockey shirts that we we priced them. We don't make money on these things. It's just for fun. So uh, I think it's like a buck a shirt. So. Um, and we'll be adding some more stuff here uh, in the coming weeks for the new season. So look out for that. 30 or a 52nd anniversary shirt? <laughs> 52. Uh, I never did make the 51, though. I should have. We should do that. Every would... year there should be 53, 54. Yeah. It's, it, starting with 51 would have been good. We should have done that. Oh, well. Jeff, you want to talk about the uh, what you're doing over the summer? We, talk, we, we touched on it, but we didn't really do any detail about summer series. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's not the best. I'm just kidding. It's it's fantastic. Um, not because of me, because of the guests I've had. I've I've uh, been able to interview some pretty cool people. I got some more coming up here. Uh, if you've not tuned in for any of the summer shows that have appeared, um, it's just been fun. Like I said, I uh, I've been able to get some cool guests. We've had Mr. Blues hat on. Not that he's cool, but we have had him on. Um, we had. Uh, so you say you have you've had cool guests on, but then you rattle off the least cool of all the guests you've had which yeah well and then the other not cool one is jason martin of right. the Blues Hockey Podcast. right you're showing the broad spectrum of guests you say you have but, cool guests and then you list off the ones that aren't cool i get exactly. it i see where you're going well we've had andy strickland right dan kelly uh the, the second dan kelly not the one that is the legendary blues broadcaster for obvious reasons not a junior not a junior no. dan p kelly right is his name uh, he's been on, and then also um, already recorded the interview. Mr. Zip Zeppa will be on soon. Hopefully, some of you recognize that name. Zip Zeppa. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're also going to have Chris Kerber on here pretty soon. Uh, right now, it's scheduled that Zip Zeppa's episode will be out next week. But if the Blues do anything in free agency, uh, might have to bump him a week because uh, Chris Kerber has agreed he'll come on if the Blues do something. Going to bump him like Matt Damon on Jimmy Kimmel's show? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate doing that to him. Um, he was excited to come on. I was like, super excited to have him. But uh, that might have to wait because I think uh, getting some Blues news out there if it happens, which we'll see if it does, uh, would probably be a little more vital to the people who listen to the show. Um, well, we're looking forward to that. I know it was, it was a big <clears throat> a big part of my childhood growing up. Them yes. The, uh, I think all of ours, right? I yeah. Mean, Bill, I mean, you probably listened to him when you were younger, watched him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That uh, Until Mike Bush came along. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> sorry, sorry i watched them both soon. i watched them yeah, both. no i no, did absolutely too. i used to i used to no. flip back and forth as soon as the you know one was over i'd flip back over to the other one to see if i could still catch part of their show yeah the the zippos that, that was such a that was an integral part of uh my sports fandom as a child you know watching just all the, the crazy highlights and uh you know that's uh that was great um, you know, and who can forget the, um, uh, the squirrel on water skis. I mean, every episode <laughs> it's classic, but yeah, no, I loved, I loved Zip as a child and it was, uh, it was, it was nice. I am looking forward to hearing this interview. Uh, Bill, you want a deep tease? We do talk about the squirrel on water skis. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. I, I tried I, to get him on the show, but I, I couldn't book him. Yeah, <laughs> on account of he's dead. <laughs> Likely. <laughs> Probably. I mean, that was, what, 30 years ago? Uh, so we do have a, a, a very vital tweet we need to get to right here off the bat. Uh, I cannot pronounce his name. Shy Girls Frendo? Anton. Just, Anton. Say, just say Anton. Let's just call him Anton. <laughs> that's, that's... Uh, he tweeted us and says, hey, guys, more hockey talk. Chop, chop. Oh, we're already falling behind. All right, on that <laughs> note, uh, your beer of the episode, uh, Jeff, what do you got? <laughs> uh, I have my favorite summer beer. I know I've had it before, uh, usually when the playoffs start. It is the uh, Four Hands Contact High, but this is the Juiced. This is the, uh, the the I guess, one that's it's got a little more oomph, a little more pizzazz. Juice, uh, if you will. It's just a little stronger, but it's just as good and... and uh, Definitely recommended for those of you who like a good summer beer to drink on the porch. Bill. I have nondescript beer. Um, is no, it, is have, it uh, Dharma Initiative beer? Yeah. I have um, my nice new uh, Ozark Trail can koozie, but um, Founders Azaka uh, IPA. Uh, hoppy, uh, fruity decent uh but after uh, 16 of these over the last week and a half i'm ready for something new so it's good but i prefer something else at this point i went uh local east side this evening with uh something from uh, main street brewery 4204 in belleville uh i've had the i tried the recently the blood orange rattler which is really good have you had this bill i have not i have it it's good um, yeah, it's, it's only got 2.5% uh, alcohol in it, so I'll be sexist here and say it's one for the ladies. 
<laughs> but it's good. Uh, it's it's a blow. It's a handcrafted beer mixed with handcrafted soda. I think that so. uh, I think that qualifies more as juice than beer. <laughs> yeah, whatever Boone's was, that's that's kind of in the same category. Um, but it's 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 really good. I mean, it's a if if, if there ever was a summer beer, this is it because it's it goes down quite easy and it's uh, orangey and it's good. So I mean, it tastes good. Um, today in blues history, there's not a lot, obviously. Um, we've got, uh, what, uh, blues like the Jaden Swartz, uh, with the 14th pick and they trade David Rumbland to, uh, Ottawa Senators for the 16th pick and select Vladimir Tarasenko. So that's a big deal. <laughs> that was a, that was a fun, that was a, uh, Yarmo's last draft with the blues, right? Uh, 2010. I, I believe so. Maybe, yeah, I might could be, right. be wrong. But this is from the at STL Blues History Twitter account. Give them a follow. He's a fantastic job. Um, also today, uh, Jaden Schwartz's birthday. And also, um, let's see what else we got. On how, this. how old does that make you guys feel? I mean, it makes me feel old. He's 26. His 26th birthday, born in 92. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I graduated high school in 92. Yeah, I, I got my driver's license in 92. I lost my virginity in 92. So you were six? I was seven. Mm, seven. <laughs> Man, mm. the first crate was great to me. You know what? The, the 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 whole I had sex with the teacher thing didn't make the news back then much, did it, Jeff? No, no, it didn't. <laughs> Especially the fact that it was a male. But boy, you do it today, and it's all over CNN. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, you could, you could, with a second grader, and nobody knows about it. I don't know. It's a bad joke. It's a terrible joke. Oh, it's a bad start terrible. to the season. It's a terrible start. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're on top of our game, boys. I need to, I need to think <laughs> these jokes out in my head before I tell them. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so that that's it from uh, STL Blues history for June 25th. Well, happy oh, birthday, actually, General Schwartz. General Schwartz's birthday? Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. The oh, there is one more uh, from June twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven, on the St. Louis Blues being on life support and their uh, their first round pick uh, in the signing with the WHA. So they, uh, if you and this is a long article, a clipping that they, he's got shared on Twitter. So if you go ahead and follow him on Twitter, and you can read that uh, clip about the the close uh, where it's entitled "Close Sources Admit Blues Almost Dead" from nineteen seventy seven. So give that a look. One more tweet we'll mention now, so we have to mention it later. Uh, Anton does say contact high is the shiz. And I, I agree with you, Anton. I had the uh, contact high juiced for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess, because you had raved about it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's like I said, it's just a little. I mean, it, it's a little more juiced than the uh, when I first had it. I didn't notice a difference, but that was because it was the first one I had of the season. But then I had a regular one uh, a couple weeks later, and I was like, oh, the juice is much you know, better. You know, I, I when I first tried it, I didn't care for it. Uh, but about halfway through, um, I started to acquire a taste for it. So started getting a contact eye. I think I think that's the way it is with most beers. If yeah. you, like, if you try a new beer and you're like, oh man, this isn't this isn't my thing. But then about halfway through, you're like, okay, I could drink some more of this. I don't know what that is about beer. You can just kind of like acquire about halfway through. Yep, it's called alcohol. Yeah, I guess so. The first one though. Hmm. No, it depends. Depends on the content. 
Okay, since our last show, which has been a while, it's been a couple months. I think the Stanley Cup got one, right? Stanley Cup got one, yeah, by uh, the Capitals. Um, but the first off, before we get to talking about free agency and stuff, the, the whole Mike Hoffman <laughs> fiasco stuff, uh, or Mike Hoffman Gate, since people like to put Gate after things. Nowadays, uh, up until the, the the crazy story with Mike Hoffman's fiance, rumored to be uh, cruelly harassing or online stalking, cyberbullying, the wife of Eric Carlson, he was a, uh, a coveted available available player, and the Blues were very interested in Hoffman. Uh, do you what was the package? It was it was leaked or somebody rumored to have uh, listed the uh, the package the Blues offered for Hoffman last season that Otto turned down. Do you guys remember what it was? I can't remember what it was. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was better than I got now, but so the Blues are very interested, and they offered him a package, and it was turned down. But uh, after the harassment story surfaced, uh, his stock dropped like a rock, and a lot of teams wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, Blues being one of them, so Otto decided to cut the losses and was able to trade him to San Jose, and then two hours later, the Sharks turned around and traded him to Florida. So uh, all told, the two transactions involved four players and six draft picks. And the Sharks freed up some cap room, presumably in an attempt to sign Kovalchuk or Tavares, which Kovalchuk is already signed with LA now. But uh, they're still holding out hope for Tavares. And we all know Tavares is signing here. <laughs> yeah, uh, he says he's uh, not interested in St. Louis, but our GM is still strongly pursuing him. <laughs> he's like, he's like the, leave me alone. <laughs> um, so Florida's, I want to ask you guys, Florida's GM, Dave Talon, said that he was confident Flores' locker room would accept Hoffman and wasn't worried about the situation in Ottawa being a problem. Um, he said they did their homework and they discussed it with a lot of different people, and we feel that it's in the past and the distractions are in the past. So would you guys have wanted Armstrong to make a move, make a play for Hoffman uh, and, acquire, and acquire Hoffman? Would you have like looked the other way for the with the uh, controversy? The only way that I would have been okay with it is if it would have been a ridiculous trying to think of a a Pavel Dimitra trade uh, where the Blues traded like a seventh round pick and got him. Um, If it was just one like that where you just could not pass it up and it's like, we'll make the players deal with it. Okay. But uh, to go with, I guess, what San Jose sent them along the same lines for the Blues. I wouldn't have wanted that noise. I mean, if you can avoid that kind of distraction, I mean, with everything Petrangelo has been through, um, it's just, it's a toxic situation that the blues need to not. I mean, there's been a lot of rumors that have gone around and yes, rumors are rumors that the locker room is not exactly in the best shape as it is. So adding that in there, I just, I don't want to see what could happen. Um, but Hoffman's a great player. He's going to make Florida a better team. It's just a matter of, Will this craziness follow him, or is he going to be able to leave it behind in Ottawa? Well, I think, you know, just the location that he wound up in, you know, is probably better suited to handle crazy, you know, uh, probably gold digging chicks, you know, hanging around <laughs> the players. Miami, you know, you kind of expect that, you know, come to St. Louis where we have a, you know, a, a pretty fragile locker room to begin with and not a whole lot of social life probably isn't going to go great. There's uh, so we got some chatter on the, uh, the YouTube uh, feed. Uh, Josh Webster asked, uh, so is Tavares out of the question? 
Um, and uh, I I think a lot of blues fans think he is. Uh, I don't know if Armstrong's just like we just talked about. You know, <laughs> if Armstrong's just uh, placating to the fans to saying, "Oh yeah, we're going after him," but. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I don't, I actually don't think he is. I mean, I do think he's going to sign with one of the five teams that we keep seeing around his name. Um, but I do, I don't think it's crazy if, if he were to talk to, if Armstrong were to talk to Tavares and his agent to say, Hey, listen, we can offer you more. We can provide you with some uh, bonuses that maybe other teams aren't willing to give you. Um, they've got the cap room. So you know, yeah, you probably are going to have to overpay for him, but I mean, the Blues and everyone in St. Louis and everyone in the NHL knew that they'd have to pay to, to get him anyway because every team is going to be throwing money at him. So I, I don't think it's completely out of the question, but it is a long shot at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Webster also asked, any chance the Blues go after Panarin? And I think but it's kind of come out that Panarin does not want to play here. <laughs> he Which wants to kind of, I mean, I, we can bitch all we want about the city of St. Louis, how it's not a top market, how the city's crumbling, but it's kind of surprising to me that he wouldn't want to come here because him and Tarasenko were best friends. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's a point that I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, so you've got, uh, uh, rumors came out last week that Kovalchuk was staying with Tarasenko while he was making the decision. I, I think we talked about that on our, uh, our hangout chat, right? Yes. Yep. So, so Tarasenko's got the ear of Kovalchuk at his house, you know, while he's trying to make this decision, his best friend is Artemi Panarin and he can't convince either of them to come here. Uh, should we be worried a little bit about the long-term future of Vladdy in this town? If he's not able to sell his own friends on it. Is he that invested? Stupid, stupid thought, but you know, me being the pessimist that I've become about the blues, that's exactly where my my mind went to. Well, what's his name for? Uh, uh, oh God, a pitcher for the White Sox uh, in Toronto for a while from St. Louis, always rumored to be wanting to wanting to play Mark here. Mark Burley. Mark Burley wanted to come back here, wanted to play here, and it never happened. And it's like, well, you, I mean, he went, like, if a player wants to play in a, in a town, and the town, and his, he was a good pitcher for a while, and they it, that never happened. So I mean, it, I don't know. Sometimes I mean, things. Let's face it. I mean, when you know, say what you want about Paul Stastny when he was a free agent the first time, and the Blues signed him. Um, every team wanted him. Everybody thought at that point he could be a one B two A center. And I mean, the Rangers were going after him. There were plenty of teams trying to get him. Yeah, he's from St. Louis, but he did pick the Blues. So. It's not out of the question for a, a top free agent to come here. It's just, again, I think the matter of it is you're going to have to overpay a little more than other teams just simply because of the market this team's in. Um, let's see. Uh, some things are also said on the uh, thoughts on Dominic Bach, which we'll get to in a second. Um, yeah, there's a little a discussion going back and forth between a couple folks on the on the YouTube chat. So. Um, yeah, I I mean, Panarin was my guy. I mean, I would have out of everybody out there, Tavares, uh, O'Reilly, um, whoever. I, I Tavares, is, I mean, uh, uh, Panarin is the guy that I would have loved to have seen the Blues trade for and acquire if he wanted to come here. And I think 
and I, I'm from, I, from what I hear, you know, Armstrong was in the same boat. He, that's the guy he wanted. Um, but I, cause that, I mean, best friends with Terrell Sanford, he, I mean, he's, no, he's not a center. He's not that number one center that, that this team has been wanting, but, uh, shoot, you put him on a line with Tarasenko and I don't think it matters who your center is, but I, I, yeah, that, I mean, look at, look at his success when he was in Chicago, his success didn't really revolve around who was in the middle. You know, uh, they had, uh, an Asimov in there, but it was yep. him and Kane, yep. you know, those cross slot passes that they could pull off. He totally do that with Tarasenko. So I, I agree. He he should be the target if if yep. there was any way of convincing him to come here. Yep. He well, absolutely should be the target. And think about this. I mean, yeah, you said yeah, you'd probably want a, a good center for him, but and like Bill just said, I mean, the center wasn't the core of that line he had in Chicago. You put Tarasenko with Panarin on the top line with center A, whoever that would be. And Thomas. then you have Schwartz and Shen on your second line. I mean, just put just put Thomas. Throw him right in the fire. First line center go. with uh, Tarasenko and uh, Panarin. That'd be cool. He can go in there. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it. It yeah. I mean it's going to matter who you put in there. But at the same time, if you can have a, a, a really four players that could play on any top line in the NHL, and they're spread between two lines. I mean that's a win-win for the team. Mm. It's it's just a matter of finding that center depth now that that Panarin isn't going to come here. And maybe you get that center depth in the near future with with Thomas. But yes, but maybe unfortunately not this year. Right. I mean he's going to be on the team this year. I think. Yeah, but I do too. You can't expect him to. No, I mean anything he contributes to be a gravy. So I mean that's first year player. Um, so the, uh, the NHL draft, the blues did their, did, they did trade their first round pick, uh, as many thought they would, but they traded up in the draft, which came as a bit of a surprise to some, uh, they traded up and got, uh, Dominic Bach who, and it's, and to me, I don't know how many, if you guys, I have said Radic Bonk in my head. I don't know how many times. Yes. <laughs> I can't. I have to force myself to say Dominic Bonk and not Radic Bonk, <laughs> which I'm hoping he pans out better than uh, Radic Bonk did. <laughs> but, uh, I like this kid. Um, I mean, I don't know how much you guys know about him, but uh, from what I could see, and, and anytime a team trades up right when that pick is getting ready to be picked, because for those that watched, it was um, they were getting ready to to come up. Um, the uh, 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 who did they make the trade with? It's Toronto, wasn't it? Toronto. Toronto. Yep. Yeah. So they made the trade with Toronto. Toronto was getting ready to make their pick, and then Gary Bettman came up and announced the trade. So it was obvious the Blues were like, "This kid's not going to stay until we pick at twenty nine. So they uh, they they got up right then to make that pick, and and. They have to be impressed with this guy. I mean, when they say that we've been tracking this kid for a while and we've been looking at this kid for a while, this is the one time where you actually have to believe them. And I think Bill Armstrong's been doing a pretty good job as the the head of amateur scouting. So I think he's exactly what the Blues are going to need within a couple of years. He's a, a shooting winger. He's a shoot-first guy. I think eventually, and I'm totally speculating on this, I don't see Tage Thompson here for the long term. I think I think the Blues use him as a trade chip down the line. So if you want to talk about a good top six winger that can shoot the puck, 
that very well could be Bach in three to four years. They traded the uh, their 29th pick and their 76th pick to Toronto. Um, Bach is a German forward, and uh, they took him at number 25. So, uh, and the Blues called him. The Blues said that uh, if they if he was available when they picked, uh, this was when they before they picked their they traded their pick up. Uh, they called him a home run pick if he was available for them to take. So, uh, Bach was ranked 12th among European skaters by the NHL Central Scouting and 28th overall by ISS Hockey. Uh, TSN had him slated 18th overall. So Bach is 18 years old. He's 6'1", 176 pounds, and so he has some developing to do yet. But uh, he, I watched a, I watched a, a some video clips of him today. You know, not eight hours worth, but you know, probably about 10 minutes worth. Um, but uh, so and he, I mean, I I didn't I, from the clips that I saw, um, I didn't uh, I didn't I saw some scouting reports say that he was soft, floated on the outside, waited for the puck to come to him, wasn't intense, wasn't aggressive. Um, not that you have to be those things in an NHL player. I mean, Brett Hall made a living, you know, floating around, staying away from traffic, uh, and the the puck found him. But um, I from the clips I saw, they they didn't show that, but. Granted, these are how much? How much time did you put uh, watching those? It's probably, it's probably about a ten-minute clip. Okay, ten okay. minutes. So I, ten I, minutes. Ten huh? minutes. Hmm. Uh, you obviously did not put due diligence in to watch this guy. Kirk. Well, you know, and that's I mean, I, I did a search and, and that's what I found. So, and I was I was happy with that. Just want to get an idea of what the kid looked like. That's all. Um, um, did you put it on loop at all? No, I, I no, I, I did not. But I could have, I guess. Okay. You could have just put that ten minutes on a, on a giant loop. That's a good idea. A lot of people thought that he would have still been on the board at twenty nine, uh, but uh, the Blues obviously heard uh, something different, like you said, Jeff. Uh, that uh, he they heard rumblings that he was not going to be there, so they decided to jump and take him. So um, I, you know, offensively, he seems like a nice pick at that spot in the draft. I think so. We'll see how it pans out. Well, the, I just hope he pans out better than the the last great German hope the Blues had in Jochen Hescht. Uh, Hescht was oh, no, what? Man. Merrick scores. Hesch. Was he German? I thought he was Czech. Oh, you might be right. Dang it. Who, who, who is the, the bill again? Who was the, the last uh, higher draft pick? The last was the last first rounder we took out of the Swedish Elite League was Berglund, right? Was that the last one? Um, no, it was, um, it was uh, Lars Eller. Uh, That's right. That's right. You're right. He was check. Dang. <laughs> All right. I got to leave the show now. Right. Uh, so just just give me the contact info for Chris Kerber, and I'll take care of the next interview. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, uh, no, I I um I was again. I mean, you look at the last time that I can remember the Blues did this, where they they traded up at a certain spot. It was actually with Toronto again. Um, it was when they traded Polak to Toronto for Gunnarsson and the, I think it was a third round pick turned out to be Billy Huso. And there's talks that he's going to be a blue this year. So obviously Bill Armstrong sees something in this kid and, and you got to believe that there's something special with him. And that he really does think he's going to turn out to be something good. And we have no reason to I, believe he won't be from this. Who Again, a guy, Bill Armstrong, I think has done an unbelievable job so far as the the uh, head scout for the Blues, I I think I think from where the Blues picked in the first round, I think that was a, I think from what I've read and everything, I think I think it was a 
it was a good pick. I mean, it's I'm not sure what you can expect of that pick, but that's that's it seems like a a decent pick to me. Uh, uh, Lance on the Drop Podcast uh, on the YouTube chat said, "Are you making fun of my eight hours of film?" Yes, I am. <laughs> In a, I had I, no uh, idea. I had no idea. No, I'm just I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You mentioned you, yeah. you, you mentioned on Twitter that you watched eight hours of film on on Vox. So I, I I said I did not watch eight hours of film. That's all. I, because I I don't have that kind of time, Lance. I don't have that kind of time. So. God, you're, a, you're a jerk. Kurt. <laughs> God. I, I, it was about ten minutes today. That's that was what I put in. I've watched a little bit. So, I mean, I have no idea how much I've watched, but from what I saw, I liked. Yeah, I did too. I liked it too. <clears throat> yeah, not to uh, not to give away uh, any secrets about how disengaged I've been over this summer about the blues, but this was the first year I didn't read a damn thing about prospects in the first round going into it. I, you know, I I realized Friday afternoon. Oh, hey, the draft's tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna get some beer and watch it. It, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was basically it. So, and I, I turned it off before the blues even picked cause I was so damn bored by the lack of activity. I was just going to say that was a very boring, I mean, the draft is usually not that exciting, but it was, that was more boring than usual. I, uh, I love every year and, and mark the tape folks, because you can listen to this again next year. Every year, everyone talks about well, there's going to be this trade, and this trade's going to happen. This guy's going to move. This guy's going to move. It never happens. Well, that happens at the deadline too, the trade deadline. That same thing. Ever yep. since then, the ever since the the um, the oh god the salary cap came in, you just don't see trades like you used to. Nope. Well, I mean, last year was pretty active, and you know the the Blues did you know pulled off that major heist of uh, Shen for. Lit- uh, Latera, but right last year's and, draft you know, was nice. You'll you'll hear you'll always hear two things. It's you know salary cap era. Players or or teams are uh, putting that much more into their draft picks. Um, they put so much more value in draft picks over players. Or everybody's waiting for the one guy to move, and once that happens, it's going to be like dominoes. And we got both of that this year between Tavares and uh, you know just the dearth of activity. Anton on uh, Twitter said, here's the problem with Doug Armstrong. At a minimum, he should have done for Hoffman what San Jose did, trade a bad contract along with a low-grade pick and meaningless depth player for picks. Where was Doug Armstrong on this? I think I think we kind of touched on that as far as our opinion is concerned. That, I mean, unless it was a giveaway player, I, I don't, that's not – Berglund? Bowmeister? No, no. Yeah, if, they, if they would have taken the Bowmeister contract, that's probably one where I've been like, "Yeah, take right. the shot." Okay, but I, but that, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pipe dream trade, though, right? Yeah, it is. But then, but then, I mean, what if what if Armstrong had a conversation with Petrangelo, and Petrangelo was like, "No, I I want nothing to do with that guy." Yeah, that's completely. Bi- I mean, I, I bet a lot of GMs did that to be honest. Because because especially well, with Petrangelo in the situation he went through, so I mean, that's yes. that's that's well, touchy. Was, there was a report on Twitter today that one of the teams that was looking at Hoffman and maybe it was the Panthers that wound up with him went so far as to find the college roommate of his fiance and, you know, talk to her to see if she's really that kind of person. If, uh, you know, when you, when you hear it from multiple sources, other players, wives, 
saying that they're not surprised that's you know that she's being accused of this. Yeah. I mean, there's there's all kinds of smoke coming from all different directions against this uh, against uh, Hoffman's fiance. So I, I, I just yeah. I, I, even though Hoffman says you know he came out, he said it's 150 percent innocent. <laughs> Anytime you go over 100 percent, you're usually guilty. I think. <laughs> Uh, John Webster, uh, Josh Webster on uh, YouTube says, uh, "Is asks is Ryan O'Reilly going to be the move, which we haven't talked about yet? Uh, I I like O'Reilly. Mm, I think it's gonna. I I I don't think I, I don't think, think that's. Gonna... I think that's the move that if the Blues do it, it's that's gonna be the one, and the reason why that's gonna be the one is because. It's perfectly blues to way overpay for a second line center. <laughs> Dude makes eight and a half million a year. Seven he's and a half. A second line. He's a second line center. Seven and a half million. And he's under contract through 2022, 2023. Yeah. So he's under contract for a while yet. Yeah. At a, at a bad, basically you're just bringing in Paul Stasny uh, with worse playmaking abilities. Um, you're, you're, I, you're replacing the, the, the salary that you shed. I, I, it, I, I'm so torn on, on him, on Ryan O'Reilly. Cause like you said, I think he's, he's an upgrade for this team, but I don't know if he's what this team needs. And I certainly don't think he's a number one center. Now, I guess you could look at it as your top two centers are Shen and O'Reilly, and that's fairly solid down the middle. But you look at the rest of the, you look at the rest of the Central Division. The centers in this division are just ridiculous, and uh, I just I don't know if he's the guy. And and I know people will probably argue with me about this, but I actually uh, uh, mentioned this earlier on Twitter that one of the teams in on Tavares is the Tampa Bay Lightning, and um, I think that if Tavares goes, and it's not just me. Most people think they will try to move Tyler Johnson. Uh, he's signed through 2023-24. He's at about $5 million, uh AAV, and he's nearly 34 uh, when his contract expires. He only had 50 points in 81 games last year, but he's also only three uh, years away from a 72-point season. So I would like to see if, if that becomes a possibility that Johnson's available. I'd like to see them go after him again. I, maybe he's not too much different in terms of point production from O'Reilly, but I, I don't know. Just maybe it's just my gut from just years of watching the blues and playing myself, but I see him being a guy who could gel well with Tarasenko. And right now that's, that's my number one priority. If I'm Doug Armstrong, finding someone who you can play on a top line, with Tarasenko, and then again, have a shift where Schwartz and Shen are on your second line. Then you have two dynamic lines instead of just one like the Blues had last year. What are your thoughts on uh, Skinner, Pacioretty? Because they're available. I like uh, I like Skinner, I think, a little bit more than Pacioretty. Mm-hmm. Um, Pacioretty, I, I, know, I know Montreal Canadiens, Bill, you're probably wanting Pacioretty a little bit, but yeah, okay, he's not no. he's saying no. <laughs> no. So we'll get to him to his thoughts in a minute, and he probably thinks the same thing I do. I think that he's going to get a haul from Montreal. I think Montreal is going to get some 
get some good players from him. Maybe not top line talent, but I'm afraid that because I think they're asking for a prospect in return. I'm not willing to trade any of our big prospects for him at this point. Skinner, I would consider. Uh, it seems like his injury problems are, are way in the past now, and he's a very dynamic player. I'd like to see him in a Blues jersey, and I'd like to see ready too. It's just a matter of I just don't want to give up what the Canadians are probably going to be asking Does he for have, him. Does have one year left on his contract? He's 29. So he's not. He's yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. I think he's on a, on a downhill coast. Oh, he he has been for for several years now. Well, I mean, is he it, was, since he was named captain of the Canadians, his you know, his point wise, what a, what a what a shit show that was. His his overall play just has been inconsistent. I I can't comment on his overall play, but his his point production has been pretty consistent over his the past one, two, three, four, four. Well, not, last year was a different story. He had thirty seven. He fell off last year, but the four years before that was 60, 67, 64, 67, So, but. No, he's he's still a good player. He was, he was matching his number. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I think he's still a good player. It's just, and again, Bill could probably speak to this more than me, but um, he just doesn't. He was a guy that could late in a game. I think he led the league in game winning goals for a couple of years in a row. Correct me if I'm wrong. He was a guy that you could trust to put out there late in the game, and he could score a big goal for you. Game winning goal, game tying goal, whatever. Um, but I just don't feel like he's that player anymore. Um, if the Blues were to acquire him, I think they would expect to put him in a role like that, and I just don't think he's that guy anymore. Yeah, no, I think I think he's a he'd be a great fit on a team uh, like the Lightning, um, or like LA, who no longer needs him because they have Kovalchuk. I think he's he's. He would be a great second line left winger for a lot of clubs, and somebody's going to make him a, a first line winger. And it's, I don't know, um, he'll get paid, but I just I don't see him being the kind of player that can can uh, win that many games single handedly uh, for you. So the thing with and to go back to O'Reilly, uh, he is due a seven point five million dollars uh, in bonus money. Uh, on July 1st. So if that's why he hasn't been moved first already, I guess. But uh, So that kind of throws a wrench into the whole trading him thing. So, Well, what I'm hearing is that if somebody, if a team were to acquire him before then, they would the owe the money. It's going to be less. Right, like, Well, because they'd owe the money. Because right. that way they'd be off the books for the money. It'd be the new team right. that would pay him. But after July first, the price is going up for what you're going to have to send Buffalo. Right, now, because Buffalo had to. Question of, yeah. I think for the Blues, I think it's a matter of we'd rather just just because of where this ownership situation's at, and I'm speculating again, but where they're at, I would think that the um, ownership would say, "Yeah, go ahead and possibly lose another draft pick or another prospect, so we don't have to pay that 7.5." I I think that's more where the Blues' heads are at. Whereas a team like the Rangers, the Maple Leafs, they'd be more willing to pay that money and, and uh, uh, pay yeah. less in terms of what they're trading to Buffalo. Uh, goaltending next year. We uh, uh, there was you know some light rumblings. Some people thought that uh, Allen might be moved or tried to be moved. Whether or not that's you know actually occurred, 
whether Armstrong's tried to, we don't know. But uh, the backup is up in the air right now. Uh, who do you guys? Uh, first of all, I, I wanted. This is what I wanted, and I don't know. Some people didn't agree with this, but I wanted. I wanted Allen moved for a pick, say to Buffalo, get a get a pick for him, a third, fourth round pick, whatever. Um, basically unloading him, and then signing Grubauer, or trade for Grubauer. That's what I wanted the Blues to do, uh, and let Grubauer be the number one on this team. Now, I don't think you want to go Huso backing up Grubauer necessarily. Maybe you would. I don't know. But uh, I wanted to see Grubauer here, and that obviously didn't happen because he went to Colorado for a, uh, let's see, where the, he went to. Brooks Orpik, for, yeah, who has been bought out. Him and Brooks Orpik went to, yeah, Colorado. They bought him out, which, you know, speaking of which, how nice is it to have a team that actually, to get out of a bad contract, will buy out a player so they can yeah. free up cash mm-hmm. space? How nice right. is that? The Blues don't right. do that, and yeah, and, and to have a to, to have a G, to have a GM that's that dishes out bad contracts every year seems like, uh, and then to never buy any of them out just makes things worse. Right, and that think, you know thinking thinking about you know uh, if I'm Tom Stillman and I have to do a performance review on on Doug Armstrong, it's it's all about those bad contracts, and yeah, he's saving you money by not buying out these players, but he's holding your team back. I mean. At this point, I fully believe that Armstrong is is the reason why the Blues are in the situation they're in, and until he's gone, there's not a lot to be hopeful about. Well, when 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 you're having a few contract issues that they're kind of you know, I mean they have cap space right now. They don't. It's not like they're they're strapped. They can't sign anybody. They have what is it, uh, twelve million in cap space, something like that. Something like that. So twelve thirteen. So they have a lot of cap space to sign someone. They could sign Tavares if they wanted to, or if he wanted to come here. Um, but uh, so, but that, that it's not handcuffing him to that degree. But it does hurt because it's. I mean, you've got, you know, millions of dollars in going to guys that you know that, that he just signed. That all of a sudden now is a big is a is a bad contract. Saboka is a bad contract. Uh, 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 Berglund is a bad contract. He just signed these guys. We were we were all kind of talking when the show uh, our last show of last season, uh, you know. Let's hope that he can pull another Laterra move and move one of these bad contracts at the draft. But the problem is, you keep doing that since you're not going to buy him out. You're losing prospects. You're losing draft picks. I mean, you for you know people forget. Yeah, that that trade was great. I think overall for St. Louis, but you can't make that trade all the time. You right. can't keep giving up first and second round picks to dump off bad contracts. Eventually you just have to stop signing those bad contracts. Yep. And it's not like you, you signed a guy to a bad contract that um, contributes significantly, but you're just overpaying him. You know, it's not like, Oh, well we had to get, we needed a second line center. So we had to sign so-and-so. Um, yeah. We, we overpaid for him, but we got him. Um, you, you, you've got, you've got, you've got Derek Roy, you've got Berglund, who I think it's common knowledge now. He had one primary assist to a goal scorer last year. I think it was. Mm. So, and that's, and that's awful, awful. Um, well, and how many of his goals were scored in the last 15 games of the season? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's huge. And you want goal production at the end of the season, but you also need it throughout the entire year. Yeah, you want Berglund's putting up twenty-five goals and getting them throughout the entire year. Maybe the Blues win one or two more games, and you make the playoffs. 
when you miss the playoffs by one point, there's all kinds of ways you could say they could have made the playoffs, and that's that's one of them. I mean, you could pick out one person and say, "Gosh, if you had a uh, a, a better you know month of November," but whatever. I uh, that's. But okay, goal. Yeah. So back to goaltending. The 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 backup situation. What do you guys envision happening? Are you are you on the Huso bandwagon, or do you want somebody else in here? You want to? What do you want to do? Uh, I'm on the Huso bandwagon just because I think that you know we're stuck with Jake Allen. We're not going to be able to move him. Um, you know, obviously they're not flying him out, and nobody's taking that contract. Um, <clears throat> I mean, so. There is one scenario by which I'll, I'll go back and amend it that I would take Max, Max Pacioretty, and if that is if you could do a one-for-one swap for Jake Allen, which uh, Mark Bergevin, maybe he's dumb enough to do that. He's proven himself pretty dumb. They'd have a lot um, of money in goaltending. Yeah. <laughs> They'd have $14 yeah, million well, in goaltending? Yeah, Woo. yeah. But but he'd probably trade Carey Price to you know uh, somebody for a, you know, a third-round pick. Does, doesn't he still have like eight years on that contract oh, or something? Carey Price's contract goes forever. It's awful. And yeah, yeah. I as much as I love Carey Price when he is in form and not injured, uh, that contract is you know it should be unmovable. I don't know that it it would be. Um, and the one team that I wouldn't be surprised uh, trying to make a deal for him at some point would be Vancouver since uh, he's from uh, BC. Um, but I think the goaltending this year is going to be Jake Allen, and uh, the best bet for the backup should be Billy Huso. Give him a chance to come in and clean up when Jake shits the bed, um, if uh, if Yo's willing to give him a shot. Yeah, I think the only reason I'm okay because I, I want to see Huso play too. Um, the only reason I'm definitely okay with Huso uh, backing up is because he's going to play a lot. Because let's face it, Jake Allen is going to have a rough stretch at least once, at least probably twice or three times throughout the year. Well, the numbers it's bear out. It, it's called January and February. <laughs> right. The number the You're numbers gonna... also bear out, too, that Jake Allen plays better when there's a 1A and 1B. Yeah, and I think that that's going to have to be the case. Now, I'll say if the Blues went out and acquired, for the lack of a uh, better name, let's just say Carey Price, the Blues go out and get Price, and he starts 65 games then I don't want Huso backing up. I'd rather he starts in the AHL. But because Jake Allen can't play more than 45, 50 games, uh, I want to see Huso as the backup. And, you know, and obviously if if things change, they go out and acquire another goalie, uh, you know, unprecedented. We didn't see it coming. Maybe my opinion changes, but it looks like Jake Allen is a Blues goalie next year, which means I want Huso as the backup because – if there's any chance of him stealing the job from Allen, I'm all for it. I don't know if it'll be next year, but I think a year of NHL uh, under his belt, I think we could see Huso possibly taking the rings at some point in 2019-2020. Uh, Jeff wanted to just throw him into the fire, start 40 games. Yeah, get out of get out there, boy. Let's see what you got. I I would love to see that. I would I would love to see it if he's I mean if he you know if he's up to the task, I'd hate to, I'd hate to throw him out there and, and have him not play well. And then all of a sudden we're kind of screwed. See from, I mean, granted, I've never seen him play live, but, um, I've watched eight hours of tape on him. Just kidding, Lance. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, no, I, all I was going to say was that 
I uh, from what I when Jake Allen was coming up and and other names like Jason Bakashua and all the past goalies for the Blues, it was always what about Bennington? <laughs> not Bennington included. Um, it's always been uh, you know there's a chance this guy's not ready. Like Jake Allen, people talked about he's not a big game goalie. We you know let's see if we can get a couple more big games under his belt before he joins the NHL. Blues call him up and we start seeing that issue. I haven't heard anything like that about Huso. From all accounts, he's ready for the NHL, and uh, that makes me excited. And I think if he, if if all scouts and everyone's saying head coaches in the AHL are saying, yeah, this is an NHL goalie, give him a shot. Let's see what he can do. Josh Webster uh, also tweeted or uh, commented on YouTube. Why is Berglund Sabotka and Bolmiusich on this team? Uh, because nobody wants a bad contract. <laughs> um. And I think probably Armstrong overvalues those players a little bit. Um, and let's see. He also says Jake Allen has proved that he can be good. You think eventually he becomes consistent. Uh, I, I, I've i said this before, and I'm going to stand by this, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I think we've seen the best Jake Allen can give, and I think that it's going to be inconsistency. So hopefully I'm wrong about that, but uh, I, I, don't see, I don't see why this year should be any different. Uh, because if you look at his numbers as well, he's he's they're getting the past three years have gotten progressively worse. So I'm not sure why all of a sudden people think he's going to whoop turn around and have a great year this year. Um, hope he hopefully he does, but I, I just don't nothing in my, that I've seen says it's going to happen. I think last year was the make or break year for Jake Allen. I really do. I feel like going into last year, it was after the injury the year before and after Brian Elliott left town, it was okay, Jake, this is your job. Now officially stay healthy. Let's see what we can do over a full season. He started off. Okay. I know a lot of people say that he was gangbusters at the beginning of the season, but I think we all talked, the three of us talked. Yeah. That we don't believe that no, he, he was okay. He had he some good games. He, he, he had some really good games early on, but he also had some bad games that we won, yeah. and yeah. nobody cared that he was playing poorly in those games because we won games. We were scoring right. and, and honestly, a lot. I don't care either. Right. If, if he's good oh. enough for the Blues to win games and they're scoring goals, that's all you can ask for. Just win, baby. Right. But once the Blues' goal scoring dried up, it started showing the type of goalie Jake Allen is, and then again, he had to have another mental break. Um, it just Again, I, I think last year was the year for he was having to put up or shut up. And um, I think it's time you shut up. <laughs> uh, the Blues uh, just signed Soshnikov. It was rumored that he was going to go back to Russia to play. But on Friday, it came out that the Blues were trying to sign him, and they did. One-year, one-way deal, $800,000. Um, the only issue I have with this, and it's, it's a no-brainer, everyone knows this, is that he just can't stay healthy. Not that it's a big contract. It's 800000 It's nothing. Um Low risk, high reward, I guess, or maybe high risk, high reward. Um, but he not high reward, but I mean, as a fourth line yeah, guy, it, it, no, no, okay, okay, I just no, 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 high risk, and maybe you get something out of him. He, he's a high risk player, and but if he's healthy and 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 playing, he he's he can be an impact fourth line guy. I I, I like him as a fourth line guy. Um, yeah, he's, he, he, um, you know, you talk about um, energy lines. 
that guy has energy. Yes. And, yeah. And that's probably what, you know, leads to his brain injury problem, <laughs> throwing himself around all willy nilly in the corner. But you know, that's, I, that's uh that one day long ago, that was valued in a player. I am under no, I, I'm not under the impression that he is going to play the entire season. He's going to, no. I'm thinking, tw- I'm thinking, I don't think he plays 20 games before he gets hurt this year and he misses some time. Yeah. So, and, uh, Brodziak, uh, the Blues uh, have expressed interest in resigning uh, Brodziak, but there's no rush apparently. Um, do you guys want him back? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's I he's linchpin best fourth line center that uh, we have had in uh, ten years. He made Since Ryan Johnson. He made he made nine hundred thousand last year. What would you pay him? I, a million. He doesn't say. This is the rare occurrence for a bad team last year where I would actually give a raise to a guy. I thought he, and not he much goals. one. I mean, not much one. I give him a million, like Bill said. But um, how many years? He's going to win three. Two years, two million, three. I'd give him three years. Three he, years, three million. He is uh, thirty-four years old, so he's not. Yeah, I give him. I give him two. He's not injury prone. I mean, maybe you 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 get mad about that third year when it comes, but he's been a trooper for the blues since he came here. And I, uh, you know, it, it, I, I'm with you. I want the two, two years, two mil, but if they gave him a third, I'm not going to sit here and bash Armstrong like I would for other moves. So, eh. but no, I, I'd love to have him back. I think he's a great fourth line center. And again, when we saw after the Stastny trade, um, he got bumped up to the second line. And I thought he was admirable, admirable for being a fourth line guy. Yeah. Very, very underrated shot for a fourth mm-hmm. line face-off taking kind of guy. Yep. A wrist shot to the upper corner, glove side. It, it's it's something to behold. I like him. He, he, can, he, he can be a mean sob too. He can be mean. I like. And he's consistent. Yeah. He he brings consistency, which not all players do on this team. So I, I mean, granted, and it's so the most blues thing ever to just be talking this much about a fourth line guy, but uh, he's he's a good fourth line guy. You need fourth line players, and he's a good one. So I. I think uh I I I think he'll probably sign for more than a million. A little over a million, but just because of the way Armstrong does things. Um and he's gotta sign somebody, right? Right. Yeah. So so not that we would expect to do this, but I think we can uh, share a little breaking news. Uh, the blues just released their uh RFA uh qualifying offers tonight. Yep. Uh and uh, Edmondson, uh, they did not. Well, I saw this earlier. Uh, did not offer Vanelli and who else? Justin Selman. Yeah, but they they offered uh, Edmondson. Uh, who else? Schmaltz, Yaskin, Fabry, yeah. Sunquist, yeah. Yaskin, uh, and Mackenzie McEckern. Why Yaskin? I don't. I just yeah, don't. Why, I, I why don't. Yaskin? Why Oscar Sunquist? I don't. I don't. I mean, I know you need bodies, but I just. I. I mean, I don't know what anybody sees in Yaskin to give him a spot in the lineup. I just don't. He got a lot of social media love last year. I don't know why. I didn't he really did, understand. He it. doesn't. I mean, I think it's again. I think as a fourth line player, I'm fine with him. But the problem is the Blues have six fourth line players on the yeah. roster. Right. I, oh, I, oh, yeah. I, I, if you want to put him in the lineup as opposed to Thorburn and scratch Thorburn all the time, I'd, I'd, I'd be up for that. But give Thorburn yeah. a, a, a spot start every now and then, just a, whatever. For whatever yeah, I reason. mean, if you had a fourth line of 
Sashkinov, Yashkin, and Brodziak. And Thorburn's gone. Sunquist is gone. Um, Upshaw's gone. Okay. I'm fine with that. But we lose toughness, Jeff. We, we don't have toughness. We lost Reeves. Losing Thorburn. We got pushed around last year. All the, all the, the people that are upset about the Reeves uh, trade. <laughs> tell tell me about how the Blues are going to be able to pull it off and win. Pull what off? Without without toughness. Oh. No, you got to be a social media influencer. Oh, I got you. Um, I'm not good at people, that. Right? I'm not the good same at that. people that complain about toughness, the same people who are the social media influencers. <sighs> Is that a bad assumption? Uh, no. No. I, th- no. I, I think... You're, so you're correlating someone's uh, desire for the team to be tough with their hockey intelligence, their hockey IQ. Yes. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? That is exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Mm. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I like a tough team myself. I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't be an asshole on the air like you are, man. <laughs> uh. Ryan Reeves uh, is available too. Yeah, uh, her biggest is uh, very willing to part ways with every one of its UFAs. Yeah, that was that's very uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Heizenga, like. Yeah, for the Marlins, just yeah, let them all go. Uh, that is shocking. Man, I mean, I think I think uh, they won despite. I don't think he, he he wasn't trying to win this year. I don't think necessarily. No, that that was just a, a, a special locked-in group. Yeah, you know, it really was. They, Neil's available they came too. Together and stay together. Speaking of which, Neil's available. Will be. My problem with Neil, with him being a free agent, he's gonna probably get a, a hefty paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yep. He'll get a steam contract. Yep. If you can convince him for a year, two years, I'm all for it. But there's no way he's gonna get three or four years somewhere and. Overpaid yeah. way too much. Yeah. Do not want him in a blues uniform. Uh, Lance said that uh, Reeves wants three years, and I heard that too. I'm, man, I'm so torn on that. I, because I, I, I am of the belief that it's ridiculous to, to keep bringing back the old crew that couldn't win. But at yeah. the same time, I've said it before. I think Ryan Reeves is one of the best fourth liners in the game. But again, the Blues have six to seven fourth uh-huh. liners as it is. Right. So at the end of the day, if you get Reeves, they better be moving some of these other names. Yeah. Chris Chris Thorburn, we're looking at you, bud. Oh, yep. God. I, I hated that signing at the time, and I hate it now. Yep. Uh, prospect, prospect camp starts uh, tomorrow at the Mills or whatever it's called now. What's it called now? Uh, it's the St. Louis Outlet Mall. Okay, with no out, with the, no malls, uh, it's, with it's no the outlets. Ice Zone is the name of the ring. The Ice Zone, and how many stores are there? Like one. Uh, I believe they have four. Wow. They <laughs> <laughs> probably have more than that, but it's not much. More. I don't. Okay, I remember going. It's a ghost town. Yep. Sad, but uh, Team Kachuk versus Team McKinnis uh, in Prospect Camp. So that starts tomorrow. Are we going to break down every player? Nope. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> We're about out of time. Uh, but uh, Thomas and Kairou and Costin will be there. So 
stop by and take a look at the Blues future. Yeah, check out the Blues website for the official schedule. Uh, we won't go over that on this show. You can look that up. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I've, I've went a couple times. It's usually interesting to watch, and it's fun seeing the young guys get out there and skate and see how quick a lot of these guys are. Bach will be there too. Mm-hmm. Dominic Bach. We're number 18. Got a real number. Uh, oh, is that because he was drafted in 18? <laughs> is he just wearing the jersey they gave him at draft day? <laughs> yep. I guess so. That makes sense, actually. Um, And I guess to uh, close out the show here, we can do the Blues social media fails. There's a conversation we had on uh, uh, Twitter with a, with a gentleman, uh, Frito, at Frito1961. Any chance that's the same Frito from the movie Idiocracy? Uh, it's a good, it's a good <laughs> bet. I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, go away, I'm baiting. You go away, go away, baiting. Um, I love that movie. Great movie. Uh, he was. This was in response to uh, Fabry's hair and STL Blues underscore NHL, uh, and it was a comment about Armstrong not making moves and uh, in five years what the you know team will look like and. Frito said he may not have a fan base in five years from now if he doesn't do something this offseason. Which I was like, wow. So this offseason is the fork in the space-time continuum for the Blues fan base. It's either do something this offseason or there will be no fans. In five years. In five years. <laughs> the Blues will be in Saskatoon. Ooh. That's the claim he's making. Wow. Federko's uh, hometown. Man. And he also said, uh, you're right, 50 years of failure doesn't matter who owned the team. It's still failure. I, you know what, <laughs> this kind of this kind of mindset, I, I know winning, winning the cup is the goal. I get it. Uh, it's what everybody wants badly. It's what I want. But I don't consider this franchise a failure. I wouldn't be a fan of this team if, it was, if I if thought of the Blues as a failure. I don't know. I just I that I I'd have better stuff to do with my time than to watch a, a failure on TV. I grew up watching this team. Tons of fantastic memories. They've sculpted who I am, uh, being a hockey fan. Um, it's I, I I don't consider them a failure just because they've won the cup. Even you know, that, that is the end goal, but which they haven't gotten to. But that's a you know if you if you if you're so down on this team and you know, the 50 years of failure and you just can't stop talking about it just do something else <laughs> just, no i agree i mean did, why why put yourself through it if you if you're so miserable watching the team just do something else don't watch the team then no i i mean i've said it on the show before that as passionate as i am about this team and um, as much as i love covering them for the media when i was in it at the end of the day this is entertainment I mean, this is supposed to be your escape from your problems in your real life. This isn't supposed to be the source of your problems. So if you're at that point, honestly, stop watching them because it's not worth it. Hey, could I add one more social media fail? Yeah, go right ahead. One I sent you guys uh, earlier today, I believe. Yeah. Uh, From STL Today forums, uh, also known as the Asylum. Uh... I'm guessing this is Phoenix Blue, PHX Blue, posted today. Allen is still cursing this team, is the topic. And uh, in the body, haven't been on here for a while, but reading through reds about certain players who do not want to play for the Blues. 
It's pretty plain and obvious to me that Allen is the biggest reason why. If you're wanting to comp- compete for a cup, would you want to go to a team that has an unstable Jekyll and Hyde goalie that is the laughing stock of the NHL? <laughs> F no. Allen is the, potentially, costing us from getting more talent. The most important move Army can make right now is to not get a top six forward, it's to replace Allen with a respectable goalie. Once that happens, it'll be much easier to attract talent because then the team will just be a piece or two from contention. So what this man is saying is the reason Tavares and Panarin don't want to come here is because of the goaltender the Blues have. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Yet, John Tavares is talking to Dallas, who hasn't had a stable goalie since Marty Turco. Yeah, I, that to me that's uh, yeah, that's I, he's just pulling stuff out of his ass. <laughs> that's uh, I, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why a player will or won't sign for a team, and you know, I mean, sure, a player wants to win, but I think you know, it's mostly about money and and exposure and endorsement deals and stuff like that. It's well, I mean, and you know, to give him, I guess, a little credit, there's got to be. A little bit of, well, I'm going to look at this roster makeup. They don't look ready. Maybe they look and say, yeah, that's not a strong goalie. That's going to be their starter. But it's not going to be the end-all, be-all. It's not like John Tavares was like, well, the Blues are willing to offer me a bunch of money. I'll be able to play first line with a superstar. But they have Jake Allen in goal. I'm not going there. There's no way. That's not That's not how it works. No, I don't. I, that's I, I don't. That's not. Gonna, I don't think uh, Jake Allen is going to be a deal breaker for anybody coming here. Even though, I mean, it might be a. I mean, something you look at, like you said. I, I I'm not happy about it, about him being a goalie. But who knows? You know, goalies are so fickle nowadays. I mean, goalies can have a bad year and a, and then follow it up with a great year. Um, maybe that's the case with Allen. Maybe he'll turn around and have a great year. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. In in terms of, I mean, just sports rosters in general are are too short term. Unless you're Carey Price or Rick DiPietro, no goaltender is going to stay somewhere forever. I mean, look at Roberto Luongo. I mean, his contract. It, it was you know he he was frustrated that his contract was immovable. Somebody finally took it. So if you're looking to go somewhere for the long, the long term, you're not going to look at the current roster and say, yeah, there's, you know, one problem that can't be fixed. I'm not going there. That's, that's just dumb reasoning. Especially with, I mean, especially with Allen, because if, if Allen's not working out, he's not going to stay here. I mean, it's, they're not going to, if Allen continues, if Allen plays, if last year is the norm, or he continues his downwards spiral, like he, he's not going to be here. They're going to, they're going to delegate him to backup. Whoso might take over the number one. If he's here, he's going to play backup minutes. Um, that's just, I mean, he's, if they can't move him, he's not going to be the number one goalie if he can't improve his play from last year. That's just not going to happen. Well, I think we talked about this on our last show of the season. Um, he, I think he still has value, too, because he's not an old guy. He's young. Um, we've talked about how a change of scenery has worked wonders for many players. So you never know. I mean, a team could look at him and say, hey, he's just on the wrong team. You move him to our team, all of a sudden he might be a, 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 a what, uh, what's the guy in uh, Minnesota? Uh, Devin Dubnik. 
Mm. Might be the next Devin Dubnik. You don't know. I, th- I think he has value too for the same reason. But I, I, whatever, whoever it is, it's just not working out here. Um, and I'm, I, I think, like I said, I think that we've seen his best here. Hopefully, that's I'm wrong. Um, do we have any other tweets to look at here before we go? Uh, well, uh, Anton did tweet us earlier. Uh, didn't read this one yet. That says this show should be all about the partial rebuild that needs to happen to this team. He lists the numbers, but I'll say the players: Berglund, Sabotka, Bowmeister, Steen, Gunnarsson, Hutton, Yashkin should all be dealt for something. Without that, and then he has a uh, gif that just says, "We suck." Every, uh, uh, and not to defend, every team has some bad contracts on it. It's just the way it works. But uh, but yeah, we've been saying the same thing about Berglund. And Bowmeister specifically for how many years now? So I mean, they're and we're apparently going to keep resigning Berglund until he can't play anymore. That's <laughs> I think that's the way it's going to go. So he's just going to be a blue for life, and we'll just got to live with that one. Yeah, longest tenured blue. Um. So we had a couple questions earlier that uh, people had sent us. I'm not going to read the one from Art Lippo, but uh, thank you for that question, Art. That was, uh... <laughs> well, if you know Art Lippo, you know what he probably sent us. <laughs> um, we also got one from... Guy's got a uh, one-track mind. Is it, it Deneen Preston? D-A-N-I-N-E. Oh. Uh, I'm guessing Deneen. I got to find it here. At uh, yeah. Raziel Marie, she says, what should the Blues priority be there seem to be many holes to fill that fans be in full on Doug mode this summer. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing she's saying uh, there's a lot of holes and fans are upset. Um, so the, uh, I mean, we kind of talked about this already, but I mean, I think right now the priority needs to be to get another top six forward, preferably a center if you can get it. But, at this yep. point, with Tavares and Panera and everything that happened there, I think it's just a matter of getting whatever you can to get some more scoring on this team. I I I agree, and I um, it's it's almost a toss up for me with with goaltending and and the number one center, but I think with uh, getting someone like Huso in here to back up Allen, maybe maybe Huso outplays Allen and takes over the number one job. <laughs> it's just fantasy land thinking. So maybe the goaltending thing could be fixed in house if we get lucky. Um, so I think, and getting a number one center is something we don't have. Uh, unless of course we get lightning in a bottle with Thomas and he has first year magic or something. So yeah, I'd agree with you. I think uh, a top line center scoring forward. <clears throat> yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. Um, that uh, yeah, we we need to put uh, put more emphasis on bringing in uh, other offensive talent. Um, you know, I I think uh, in, unless there's another miracle trade that uh, can happen, the the change of scenery trade that Jeff alluded to on goaltending, I think we've got Allen. We should be happy with Allen and Huso. Hopefully, Huso takes over. Um, but yeah, um, really hoping that they can can pull something off, uh, bring in something uh, without subtracting too much. 
Um, you know, the one thing I, I didn't weigh in on when we talked about Jeff Skinner earlier, um, he's another guy I wouldn't mind seeing brought into the fold here. Um, not worried about his injuries at this point. Um, but, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, what I'm hoping now for the next week is the blues give me something to be optimistic about because, uh, uh you know, going through the uh, missing the playoffs and uh, watching, you know, uh, several Blues battle for the cup, TJ Oshie uh, getting to lift the cup. Um, and then the boring ass draft that we just saw, the lack of moves. Uh, there's, you know, um, September can uh, can wait to get here as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, we, we keep saying best case scenario, Billy Huso takes the number one job. Really, at the end of the day for me, Best case scenario is what Kirk kind of alluded to earlier of whoso pushes Allen and Allen maintains the number one job while whoso plays very well behind him. And next summer, Allen has even more uh, uh, trade value. <laughs> trade value. You already got your number one waiting in the wings. Move Allen next summer for a, a score or a defenseman or whatever you need. Yeah, that I think is the best case scenario there. It's just I know that that one's probably at this point less likely than Billy Huso. I think uh, taking the number one job. And I always feel weird talking, getting excited about Huso because I mean it's putting the cart before the horse because he hasn't played a minute of NHL hockey yet. So he's really, I mean, I really need to see him play and see how he is in a handful of games before I really form an opinion on whether or not he can play this year. So. I, but to, you got to get him out there to to see. So you, you you're not going to know until he gets up here and and if they're not going to sign a backup, which we'll I guess we'll find out and you know after July first, what uh, what happens with our backup situation? Maybe we'll get like a Brian Elliott deal where um they they hire they they sign a guy that they're basically expecting to be the AHL starter, and then he ends up being lights out takes over a job in the NHL and takes the starter job, um, which is exactly what Elliot did. We don't know. I mean, what about, what about Anderson? I have kicked the tires on him a lot. I like Craig Anderson, but I mean, he's getting up there now. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe for a short term fix, maybe, but I just, I don't know. I I think at this point I'm more comfortable sticking with Allen. If it's part of the um, the Jake Allen change of scenery trade, uh, bring him in for a year, let him one A one B with Huso. Yeah, great. Um, but he's definitely not long term. Um, I mean, hell, right. he's 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 really been around the NHL since what two thousand four. I mean, he's been around a long time. Okay. I don't know. I, yeah. So I, I guess my takeaway is give me something to be hopeful for. That's all I'm looking for. Do something fun, Doug. <laughs> Give us something to talk about. Yeah, make us have a show again like this in a couple weeks. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, our next show uh, will be TBA to be announced. So we'll, well, we'll the next Let's Go Blues Radio right. will be next week when I release the, uh, the Zip Zeppa episode or Chris Kerber episode, depending on what the Blues do in free agency. But... The next live show, the next regular show, as such as this, as Kurt said, TBD. We'll we'll see what the Blues do, and just stay tuned on social media to decide. We'll we'll decide if uh, when a show is warranted. 
So that will do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.